Peer Sisters, Chantelle and Annette. We're just two sisters wanting to brighten lives and share hope. As you listen to this podcast, we invite you to ponder on how God is making a difference in your life. We hope to share hope, we seek to help you seek, and we laugh to help you laugh. Let's find the light and let's share it. Our greatest desire is that as we share our light, you can see Jesus Christ, the light of the world. December 8th, everyone. I hope you have had a great week and maybe had fun writing down a few of those things we talked about last week, some of those inspiring questions, and maybe remembering those beautiful moments that you've had, those beautiful Christmas memories. Today, I wanted to touch base on three wonderful topics. First, we'll be discussing meaningful Christmas traditions. Secondly, we'll be discussing some tips for self-care at this time of year. And lastly, I wanted to touch base on things you can do to maintain good experiences with family members this time of year. So to start out, I'm going to share a tradition that we got from an awesome friend of ours this year. They came to our house with this beautiful Christmas candles, skinny and tall, with 25 dots on it. The dad, Garrett Bedford, wrote this cool poem that went with it. I'm good friends with Beth and Garrett and their family. Our kids are their same ages, and we have totally loved this new tradition that they shared with us. This is a cute little poem that Garrett Bedford wrote, and their family came to deliver it together with Christmas carols. It was so sweet. It's called The Christmas Candle. Christmas candles, skinny and tall, spreading good cheer to one and all. 25 dots for 25 days, remembering Christ in 25 ways. Light the wick and watch it glow. Watch the Christmas spirit grow. As the flames shine strong and bright, do your part to add to the light. Gather round with the ones you love and offer a prayer to the Father above. Sing a carol with Christmas spirit and read a scripture for all to hear it. Talk and laugh or simply cuddle, but be cautious of a candle wax puddle. For when the candle melts to the next dot, blow out the flame so you still have a lot. This nightly tradition until Christmas Eve will lift the spirits of all who believe. I have totally loved doing this Christmas tradition this year with our kids because it's so simple, simple as lighting a candle, and it always brings the most precious moments with our kids. Another fun daily tradition that we've been doing this year is an Advent calendar with an ancestor Christmas tradition in each of the boxes. It's pretty simple. Um, but each box on our advent calendar can slide out. It's like a little drawer, and I have a piece of paper inside each one that says the name of the ancestor, what country they were from, and then what traditions they would follow for Christmas in that country. I also included family members and the missions that they served in certain countries just so we could get more diversity in our Christmas tradition celebrating and also included a few other cultures 
and what how they celebrate at this time of year for different um, cultural traditions, such as Hanukkah. My favorite one, I think, is the one for Cameroon, Africa, which was tonight's advent calendar, and um, my brother got called on a mission to Cameroon, Africa. But the tradition that they follow there is to put out their shoes, similar to France, and they put them under the Christmas tree so that they can be filled by Santa Claus with goodies and treats or presents. I think it's so cute. So the kids can put their shoes under the tree tonight and hopefully Santa will fill it with something good. And some of the other traditions in the Advent calendars have been a little more um, Christ-centered and some of them just fun. But in each drawer we also snuck just enough runts that it makes it super exciting each time we open the drawer. <laughs> each person gets two little runt candies. I don't know if you know what the runts are. They're maybe not as popular as they were when I was a kid, but we sure enjoy passing them out every day or whatever other surprises might be in the advent calendar. You'll see in days ahead that perhaps there are sticks of gum or other exciting things to find. Um, <laughs> yesterday we really enjoyed helping light the world and that is a cool tradition if you're looking for another simple one. You don't have to do every single cool idea out there <laughs> or else it might get a little overwhelming but this one's a fun one. Um, you just sign up on comeuntochrist.org and sign up for the Light the World texts. They will text your phone different ideas of what you can do to celebrate Christmas each day or to help light the world with peace and joy and goodness. So yesterday's idea was to decorate a neighbor's door with, with little hearts and trees and things. We happened to be babysitting our friend's kids because it was their anniversary. They have six kids and the mom and dad went out to go play tennis. So we had the kids over, had a big pizza party, a dance party with our Christmas lights on the strobe light and karaoke with the microphone, all the shebang, super fun. We all had a great time. We also had a little family evening lesson with a song and a little story about giving and a Christmas time from the friend and learned a little bit about charity. But afterwards, we decided collecting coins, which was the part of the story, the what a little boy did. We thought that wasn't quite something we could all do because the kids were like, we don't have coins. <laughs> and I was like, there's other ways we can serve. What do you think we could do? And they thought it was a cool idea to all make some hearts and Christmas tree-shaped papers and write, Merry Christmas, we love you, all over all of them. Then we quickly gave everyone a piece of tape to for each of their, their decorations that they had made. And we snuck outside telling the kids, again, they're young in ages, so it was ages two through 11 and 
We snuck out the front door as quietly as possible, and not even the two-year-olds made a sound. I was very impressed how sneaky they were, but we snuck over to our next-door neighbor, who was a um, widow and older lady, lives alone, and decorated her door and then snuck back. It was so sweet. And I thought we had gotten away without getting caught, and we did. Last night, did not get caught. I was very impressed. But then today, I went and checked the mail, and she happened to check her mail at the same time, which was great. We had a little chat and said hello and kind of checked in, caught up with each other's lives a little bit. And um, <laughs> then she went to go back inside and noticed her door for the first time. So we got to witness her smile and her joy at, at seeing her decorated door all Christmassy. And I went inside to just put the mail down and come back out. So at that time, she asked my daughter if we had decorated her door and of course my daughter said yes being an honest four-year-old it's just the age of honesty absolutely so she <laughs> admitted that it was us and our neighbor thanked us and I laughed out loud <laughs> I was like oh you caught us yeah, it was so cute and then the neighbor said well there's only a select few people who could Right, with such cute handwriting. I love you. <laughs> so that was just the sweetest moment. I was glad we could enlist the six additional kids to help us make all the ornaments and cute paper decorations for her tree. I mean, for her door. <laughs> so, um, fun tradition that we did growing up was decorating the tree every year together. I know most families have that as a common tradition and it goes way back, but we always looked forward to doing that together. This year and every year we chose an ornament as a family to put on the tree, a new ornament that we would pick out together and then decorate the tree with it. Well, my husband Eric and I have decided that was a fun tradition to do for our family and it's been special because we have different ornaments for different years, like a wedding cake ornament for the year we got married, a cute little baby ornament for the year we had Abby, a cute little boy and girl ornament for the girl year that Benson was born. And um, last year we got a fun little ornament from Italy when we went back to visit the Rome Italy area and see the Rome temple. It was amazing and my friend there who was in the Rome 2 ward, um, I'm trying to remember her first name, Sorella Ferrari is her name. Anyway, I will look up her information because she sells these awesome ornaments that I think you should all buy because they're absolutely amazing. But we bought one from her, this glass sketch etched um, picture of the Rome Temple. So that was last year's ornament. Anyway, this year we bought a hilarious ornament, which was also sentimental because 
it was our first home the year we bought our first home and also COVID and the year of Eric's graduation. So we bought a Christmas ornament that's like this cute little home, first home, and it says first home at the bottom. And then it has a picture of the faces of each member in the family kind of poking out one of the windows of the house. I should just post a picture with it because it's so cute and hilarious, but all of our faces have our name written below and then we're wearing masks in the picture. So <laughs> it's a fun way to remember this year. My daughter thought it was pretty hilarious. I wanted to just put out a quick info for this week. Annette is healthy and well. She does not have the coronavirus, speaking of, with the masks on her ornament. She is doing great. Uh, we are both doing very well. Annette is not able to record at the same time as me this week as both of our schedules are pretty booked and doing great. So we will look forward to a togetherness podcast down the road. But for today, I wanted to continue talking about some good Christmas traditions. And then lastly, some things that you might do to practice channeling your brain and preparing for a healthy and happy Christmas. So just two more Christmas traditions that I thought would be fun to share. One is the white stocking, which we did every year growing up. I happen to have another poem that goes along with this tradition. <laughs> I wasn't planning on sharing so many poems with today's podcast, but it's kind of fitting, kind of fun. So this one I actually wrote years after the white stocking tradition started with my family growing up each year we'd hang out hang up this little white stocking put it out on the kitchen counter on a little banana tree <laughs> and um, inside we could put in papers listing different things we had done to serve or do something good for someone else around us or to help silently and quietly just uplift the way the Savior would and just remembering Him. So it could be anything individual. And we laughed because a lot of times the house got clean via Secret Service people <laughs> as kids. And we laughed because we'd all joke that a certain sibling would always be the receiver of a lot more service at that time of year <laughs> because that certain person or people would leave out more items around the house and <laughs> then later on that that same sibling joked I was so glad to be able to help make service a possibility <laughs> at Christmas time and anyway so that was just kind of our running joke but there were so many other ways to serve as well besides helping put up a few things around the house. But here's the poem that kind of explains The White Stocking. The White Stocking by Chantel Pierce. Stockings hung above the fire for Santa Claus's coming, but not one stocking nor one gift was labeled to Christ the King. My heart did weep, my eyes did too, at the poor thought of this. If Christ were come on Christmas Eve, his gift would have been missed. What would be his stocking now, a white and radiant sock? But what would fill the empty space? I was boggled by this thought. Alas, a gift to lay before a king as great as he, 
seems nigh impossible to be bought as priceless it need be. When asked for what he wants, he states with clear and loving voice, Love God and neighbor, one and all. Obey his words. Rejoice. Intending to give something, I created a good list and made a stocking for him too to fill with godly gifts. In searching for a present, ideas came to mind. His empty stocking would be filled with kindness to mankind. So let us all give service and love and mercy, grace, forgiveness, friendship, gratitude to fill the empty space. Stockings hung above the fire with everything in place. My heart rejoiced, my mind ran still. His presence now embrace. That poem came to mind one night as I was reflecting on our family's Christmas traditions. And I just wanted to say that I don't believe I could take all the credit for the poem, but I'm very grateful for the season to remember the Savior, along with a poem. And all the years growing up, my mom had posted out also this scripture, Matthew 25, 40, which states, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. So that is the white stocking. The last tradition I wanted to touch base on, and again, these aren't all of the things that we do every year, but these are the ones that I feel like have been the most joyful this year to us and the most meaningful. So amongst the other things like putting up Christmas cards or Christmas lights or stockings and trees and treats or goodie bags to neighbors, whatever it is that you do, these are just the, you know, some other things <laughs> that we do. But the last one is this cute little nativity manger bed that my husband Eric made. It's about 12 inches, just shy of 12 inches long and about 6 inches deep. So it's not that deep of a bed, just the right size for a doll. But it's the perfect size to fill with hay. Makes a cute little triangle. So this year we went to a stable and collected hay. The kids got to pet some horses and see goats there at this little farm. Then we collected some hay, thanked the the horse keeper. What she wasn't the one who owned them, but someone who was hired to work there at a local resort area. We thanked her for the hay and went home. But now the kids can take one piece of that straw and place it into the manger every time they do one of their service or good deeds. Because they are so young, the white stocking was a little bit advanced to write down the good things they had done. And they could draw pictures on each paper, but my daughter Abby likes kind of doing a little of both. So we have both the white stocking and the the little cradle, which goes along with the same ideas of the white stocking just to put... Anytime you do something for one of the least of these, my brethren, when you're doing it to him, you're helping him, right, with his mission and to love those around you. So whatever that good deed is, we put a little piece of straw in the manger to make his bed a little more cozy. So that was a little sweet 
tender blessing to be able to do that this year and watch my little four-year-old totally catch on and sometimes totally unprompted I'll just see out of the corner of my eye her sneaking over to the manger grabbing a piece of hay putting it in and then quickly sneaking back away because she doesn't want anyone to know that it was her that did it and I just think that is so sweet okay on to some self-care things around this time of year that are important to hold on to. The first thing I wanted to touch base on is healthy foods because there's a plethora of sugar all around. So some good alternatives or things to think about are maybe adding in, making sure your body's getting all those good nutrients that it needs because when you fill your body with the good, it will crave a lot less of all those other things. When your body is lacking in energy, you're going to crave lacking in sleep, you know, lacking in sleep and energy, you're going to crave sugar, carbs, all the wonderful things that are probably all around you. So (laughs) here are some awesome foods and tips that I like to follow. First, drink your body weight in water every day. Yesterday I had forgotten to fill up my water bottle, which is a gallon and a giant thick straw. If you want the link to this water bottle, I'll post it because it is the awesomest water bottle I've ever had. It even has encouraging messages for every hour that you drink to a certain point. Anyway, I hadn't filled it up yet in the morning, so I had just been drinking out of other water bottles. We were kind of on the go, and when I got home at noon, I was so thirsty. So I filled up this gallon-sized water bottle and finished it by 9 p.m. I was so proud of myself. So it was an over-a-gallon that day but in general you can drink whatever is your body weight in ounces of water a day and it will be a good healthy amount for you another good tip is to seek sleep or some form of relaxation maybe it's meditation or yoga something that feels maybe less natural to you than just automatically grabbing the granola bar or grabbing the quick cookie off the counter, whatever it was that was just right within reach when you were feeling tired, mid-afternoon, maybe it's right after lunch, maybe it's right after dinner, but your body is exhausted and wants a break. So instead of giving it that to give it the extra energy that your body is looking for, try to find energy somewhere else such as turning on a deep breathing exercise and following through with the mindfulness meditation as you go through your whole body and relax each of the body parts. Or you might consider doing a yoga exercise for only 10 minutes. The Down Dog app is free right now, so I highly recommend that one because it's so easy to turn on and so healthy. You can put in your own difficulty level that you're looking for there's also other options as well like zooming me and I could lead you through no (laughs) just kidding I mean I'm always happy to do a yoga with you anytime but um, you can you know YouTube or go to a class or just guide your own body through whatever yoga exercises sound best for you but that is a great way to relax your own body and let it reheal 
empty the mind and have the energy be real and come from where your body needs it most, a brain refresh. Lastly, a great way to stay well this time of year is to get enough sleep and and take the time to wake up and do something physically active sometime during the day. So along with the first one, which is to get that energy from where you most need it, give your body the energy it needs through getting sleep, but also through exercising. It's amazing when you study human physiology, human anatomy and physiology, you learn how much ATP is created just through general basic aerobic respiration, but you can also realize how powerful it is when you are exercising how much more ATP is created, which in turn creates that energy for you. So if you feel your body and mind lacking energy, maybe set a timer for 15 minutes and go for a walk, a brisk walk, even if it's cold outside, and then come back inside and do a couple of ab exercises for 10 minutes. And that's only 25 minutes, but you'll find that it was so empowering and your brain will feel so much more active throughout the rest of the day. The same at the end of the day. If you do like that 15 minutes of yoga or 15 minutes of deep breathing and allow your body to do an active cool down you'll be surprised by how much energy you create and how much better your sleep quality will be. Lastly, I just wanted to say how fun it is to drink green smoothies at this time of year. My son, who is two, has two things he likes to say every day. One of them is, I'm two and I'm big. And then he reaches his arms up tall, he stands really tall, he puffs his chest out really tall. And he smiles really big, and it's the cutest thing, especially if he's standing on a chair or something to show how big he really is. <laughs> I just love him to pieces, so every time he says that, I always say, you are big, and he says, yeah. <laughs> but you can say to yourself something every day that's really positive that you're proud of about you. Maybe it's, I'm Chantel and I'm happy or you might you know come up with your own thing that you might say every day that you're so proud of and you stand tall shoulders high chest high as tall as you can and you say it so 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 proud the other thing that Benson does every day is he says his two favorite colors I like blue and green blue and green they're my favorites green and blue <laughs> it's just so cute so when I make a green smoothie he's always my best drinker of green smoothies it could be completely spinach and then a tiny bit of like apple juice to sweeten it <laughs> or maybe it's completely spinach and only protein powder to sweeten it I use organic pea protein powder that's they have a kid friendly version at Costco um <laughs> hilarious because he drinks it because it's his favorite color so you might also enjoy making your own favorite color of green smoothie and drinking it and loving it um <laughs> or whatever it is 
a healthy food in your favorite color and eat one of your favorite colors in healthy foods every day. Well, that's it for today, folks. Healthy habits to keep you in good self-care mode. I also just wanted to give a preview and touch base on one last thing that a lot of people have been asking about this time of year, which is how can I maintain good relationships with my family or how can I deal with the stress at this time of year when I go home? And I think the answer isn't the simplest. There's lots of good advice from different marriage and family therapists, especially if you look up podcasts about that this time of year. Everyone has their own five tips for this or whatever. Like Christy Wright, if you go onto her boutique, she has a cool um, post that she put on. So I highly recommend her most recent um, post that she shared, her podcast on uh, the best five tips for a great relationship with mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws this time of year. So if you're looking for something like that, just go on to their stuff. And she also hosts a um, psychologist who lists uh, some of his favorite tidbits. So I'm not going to delve into that much. But I do want to share just one thing that I think helps make communication, expectations, and desires so much easier. Again, this could be like the length of an entire podcast. So this is not going in ultra deep and we might go into it deeper on a future podcast but for today I just wanted to say this one thing if you feel friction in a relationship or frustration it's because your own personal desires and expectations aren't being met that's always the underlying issue yes an emotion is caused by a thought, but a thought is from a previous desire and expectation. So if you are ever feeling frustrated, just go to the root. Like, what was my ultimate desire? And take then a preventative action would be, what are my most important desires and expectations for this year's Christmas or this year's interaction with this particular person? or anything else, what are the most important things to me personally? Write those things down and it, make sure that what is within your control is what your desires are. If any of that is out of your control, like your desire was to have an amazing turkey dinner and have everyone help clean it up, and then an amazing kitchen perfectly clean as you all sing Christmas carols together, right? That sounds like a lot of fun maybe to you, to a certain person, but then how many other people are involved in that desire, right? So if something is really important to you and it involves just you, great. You don't even have to explain it or, or talk about it with anyone. But if you have plans, desires, or expectations that involve other people and it's important to you, that's awesome and go for it and talk to the people that are involved in that so that they can know what you're expecting and then ask them what their expectations are as well. You'll be surprised how far this goes in 
smoothing over any of the rough edges that you might experience. Of course, there'll still be those communication things and expectations that might come up and surface in the moment, but that will allow you to then, in those moments, be like, oh, sounds like you had hoped for this. And the person will say yes, and you'll just say, thank you for sharing that with me. Was there anything else that you had hoped about? And they will share what they hoped, and you'll be like, hmm, sounds like you're disappointed, and they'll say yes, and, you know, there you go. So, <laughs> no, that is very simplified version of, I know, everyone's situations are so complex and diverse and individual, absolutely, but... List what's important to you and your desires, expectations. Communicate them out when it's something that you're hoping for. And you will have a rockin' awesome Christmas, my friends. I hope that you all have a great week, that you can prioritize, find what's most important to you, really buckle into those deep desires and expectations, and have a very merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us on The Blonde and the Redhead. We hope you have a wonderful day and ultimately a wonderful life. Keep the faith and remember Christ has got your back. If you loved this podcast as much as we loved recording it, please find us on social media or on our websites, inspirehigherlifecoaching.com and annettepierce5.wixsite.com slash called for a lifetime. We love to hear from our viewers. Have a marvelous day.